0: in Poland, dzień Dobre. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Athen was In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saubona. In Senegal, Nangadeth. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu alaikum. Greetings and may peace be upon you all.
2: I'm Beata, your host for this evening. We have a very powerful show tonight. Why is it powerful? Because on Friday, um, Health and Well-Being with Beata, I had a guest who really brought out a lot of words words of wisdom that I wasn't even expecting. And the words that she brought out about the prostate, our, our show on Friday was about healing the prostate, promoting health in the prostate. Now, the prostate is really uh, a gland that belongs to the male body, but what I'm discovering is that prostate gland, the energy of the prostate gland is within every human being. You may, they may call it the prostate gland in the male body, but the energy of what that gland actually does, what its purpose is, is actually in every human body and we're going to talk about that tonight because the prostate gland is one that gives and receives like most of the parts of our body giving and receiving giving and receiving so what does that represent but the male and female energy within all of us giving and receiving and unfortunately or fortunately enough as we discovered on friday The body of men has been talking to them about their prostate, the inflammation from years of wrong thinking. Let's not even say wrong thinking. Let's say years of unloving thoughts from the men. Years of feeling less than because they had parents or caregivers who told them they were less than. And then as we, as the men grew and developed into adults, mature adults, they began to have conflicts, triggers that said, you're less than, you're less than. And they didn't like that. They don't like that. None of us do. We were born, we were put here on this planet to evolve into more loving, caring human beings. So tonight, we want to... um, identify with the Lion's Gate, which is a male portal, female portal, depending on how you're going to look at it tonight, because you're going to see aspects of this Lion's Gate that you never thought of. And so, of course, as usual, I have uh, inter- introduced or I'm introducing, inviting uh, voices from all over the globe. This is a global platform. Uh, Female Solution, Blog Talk Radio, Soul Purpose Healing, Blog Talk Radio, and my Viata's Tiny House Village. I have been all over the world to bring to you a perspective of minimalism on the YouTube channel, Viata's Tiny House Village. But tonight, we're going to talk about emotions around that we can get rid of to help that prostate roar like a lion, because it is the lionscape. Now, for those of you who are like, what the hell is a lionscape? What does it mean? Is this some woo-woo, New Age stuff? Well, you might think that, because if you're ignorant about it, you don't know, and you might think in a religious mind, you might say, well, that's just something that's not even in the Bible. Why would we talk about things that are not in the Bible? Because The world is a big place to learn about everything metaphysically, spiritually, all of the aspects, the dimensions of who we are. We learn about not from a book, but by traveling and experiencing, communicating with people from different lands, different places. So I want to spend this first half hour sharing with you about the Lionsgate. What does it mean? So again, I have several voices that are going to share their knowledge, their experience about the Lionsgate so that at the end of this half hour, you will hopefully be very comfortable as we discuss the correlation between the prostate gland, yes, and the Lionsgate. There is a Uh, A very important connection we're going to make tonight with the prostate gland, all the men. I'm I'm inviting uh, men to join us tonight. I have been inviting men to join us tonight. So if you have male friends uh, that you think need to hear the message about their prostate, especially older men, because they get into an emotion that we're going to talk about, which is contributing to the inflammation of the prostate. We're going to talk about that emotion in the next half hour that we want to let go of, clear out so that our men can roar like a lion instead of a cat. So let's start out with a little, um, a very short clip about preparing to let go. Preparing to let go. This audio is only about 50 seconds long. I thought, wow, this is powerful. So I've got to share it um with you in fact i was thinking about it earlier as uh, our executive producer has a youtube uh channel every sunday uh three black moms and they were talking about tonight um when do you let go of your children's stuff your toys whatever and and i didn't i didn't answer i didn't comment because i it was very thought-provoking and i thought about all the stuff that i had collected over the years, uh, had with two boys that I raised, the awards, the trophies, the certificates, pictures, all kinds of things that were really starting to clutter my space, okay? And so what I decided to do as, as these two boys uh, got older and became grown men, I decided to ask them if they wanted to hold on to all the things that I had collected that I valued. Do you know what the answer was? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Guess what? Let it go. I let it go then. What a freeing experience to let go of all the little things about your children that you value and they don't value. Ah, easy. Easy, for easy solution. Easy action. Let it, I let it go. Freedom. Ah, freedom. My life is great now. I don't have all that stuff, all the awards and things. It's just so much that you mothers collect, and our role as mothers changes. I'm not their mother as much as I am a soul partner, and that's what we're going to get into tonight: the dynamics of a Lionsgate portal that is asking us to let it go, preparing to let go. This Tuesday, August eighth or eight eight, Lionsgate portal. It is going to be an opportunity for you to let it go let it go prepare, let's prepare. got two days to prepare and one of the things that the men need to do uh, is let go of fear that's the big emotion that men are holding on to when their uh, their prostate is inflamed okay that's the reality of it. So, uh we're going to listen to this short first of all this short clip about um the fear the fear that um the fear that we hold on to and all the other things that we hold on to that it's time to let go of. So, let's get into again, if you're just joining us, this first half hour will be voices that are educating us and helping us understand, understand, and overstand the Lionsgate. And then the next half hour and the rest of the show is your time to comment, open up about your fears, especially the men and even women. you got fears that are masculine-related, dominating, controlling. This is the time to prepare for the Lionsgate. That is gonna help all of us let go. So here we go preparing to What let go. is it that you are willing to let go of? And why do you want to let it go? These two questions are gonna assist you in preparing for the Lionsgate portal. Not only assist you in preparing, but open your
3: heart to be courageous and bold enough to accept, to declare to the universe what it is that you truly want
2: to manifest. Because when you let go, you make space for the things that truly support you on your aligned path. So be bold, be brave, and be confident in saying what it is that
4: you're letting go of and start taking the steps to do it so that you can manifest what you truly desire to have.
2: Amen. There it is, the first awakening call, the first wake-up call, what is it that you need to let go of? Why? So that you can manifest what you really want and desire in this journey, in this life. That's what it's, That's what we're going to be about tonight is thinking about, uh, speaking about, uh, voicing about, expressing about, what is it you need to let go of? What is it you want to let go of and you struggle with? Why? Why do you want to let go So that you can manifest what you really, really want in this life. For men tonight, it might be you want to heal your prostate. You want to have your urine flowing better. You want to stop getting up at, uh, uh, three times a night to go to the bathroom. There's something I guarantee you in your physical third dimension realm that you need to let go of for that to happen if that is clearly your desire, what you're wanting to manifest, what you want to really see happen in your life, the first reminder, the first thought tonight is what is it you need to let go of? Because you're making, when you let go of, whether it's the kids' toys, the kids' pictures, trophies, ah, how many trophies did I have to let let go of? Uh, whatever it is you need, you have been holding on to, and you have been, I don't know, I might need this in the future, blah, blah, blah. Let it go and manifest what it is you desire, whether it's money or a new man in your life. A new, I, have, I have manifested just about everything that I wanted to manifest. I'm like working on the grandchildren now and just letting them be who they are and observing and learning from them now. That's my man. I want to learn. And and I had to let go of a lot of things to see this come to fruition, so we're tonight again. If you're just joining us, this first hey there, Jody Susan is is listening. The first step in uh, healing, promote preparing for the Lionsgate on Tuesday. And by the way, Jody Susan is our Tuesday host, and you can join her on Tuesday to me- tell her about all these manifestations that are going to happen as we let go. Today is preparation. Tonight is preparation for Tuesday 8-8. It's going to be so powerful. It's a powerful energy. And we, we're we preparing for this 8-8 manifestation tonight by letting go. Mentally first, verbally admitting that you do need to let go of some things. And then we're here to help you tonight. We're here to prepare you for 8-8 on Tuesday. And we're here to help all, especially the men whose prostates have been inflamed and giving them challenges and talking to them. Let's just say that prostate's been talking to you and you want to manifest some beautiful music from your prostate. Tonight's the night. So here's another, again, this first half hour, I'm going to be sharing voices of wisdom about um, the Lions Gate so that we all fully, we're on the same page. We fully understand, understand what this Lion's Gate is all about in a couple of days. And this is all about preparation. First thing we're learning is what is it do you need to let go of? Here's the next voice that talks about the last three years, how we've been prepared for 8-8. Eight, eight. Hi go. and welcome. So Lion Gate Portal
4: and whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa! LionGate's portal this year is so powerful and you might already be feeling like LionGate's portal. I mean we've got the full full super moon then we are straight into Liongate portal. Well it, the energy's there already and this energy, this energy is it's a game changer. We have been going through for the last three years massive transformations, and now you know you you, you've planted these last three years you've been planting those seeds you've been nurturing that soil you've been watering it you've been letting that light shine in ie you have been receiving those light hosts you've been doing the work you've been allowing divine and source to show you your path ahead of you but now Oh, now it's about to change, like that lion energy. Eight, eight portal this year is strong, it's powerful, it's now, okay, I planted my seeds, I watered them, I fed them, and now they are starting to grow strong. Now it is time for you to repot them. Repot them? Yeah, you need to repot them. Yeah, So you're going to be given things over this next six to eight weeks where you feel it's like, Ooh, okay, can I make this step? Should I make this step? I feel like I should. I feel like it's coming from soul, but the mind and ego is going to go, ah, I don't know if I can. I'm feeling fear. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Can I do it? Can I not do it? You are being asked to roar like a lion. You are being asked repot those seeds. Because those seeds need room to grow. Because the way that you are going to grow over these next 12 months is going to be massive. I cannot even put into words how you are going to elevate and grow. But you have to repot. Repotting is now. Repotting cat. How does that show up in my life? Well, Stop holding yourself back. Stop telling yourself that you can't do something. Take the first step. You know, sometimes we go, I don't think I can. I'm not sure how to. How how do I do that? And it might be that you have not gone properly detox on this journey, on the Twin Flame journey. You might have been half-heartedly doing it for the last three years, four years, five years. I am saying now is the time to repot. You might have been trying to grow your business, relying on other people to help you grow your business. Now is the time for you to stand in Lion Energy and go, there's only one person responsible for my business and that is me. Growing a soul-led business has to come from heart. I really want to stress that because I know I've been speaking and talking to a few people recently, and they're trying to grow soul-led businesses on old templating. They're trying to build relationships on old templating. They're trying to connect in with their twin on old templating. Old templating is gone. Old templating has gone. It left finally in June. We are now, and I talked about this a few weeks back, about July and August being this merging month. It had to be the merging month because it was so powerful and strong. We are now in the really strong part of it. And so it's how are you taking hold? How are you grasping hold of this? Are you still faffing around? Are you still half-heartedly doing it? Or are you going to move forward like that lion? That lion that owns that pride. That lion that owns that area. I don't know why I'm seeing Africa. I've got beating drums going, of course. Why wouldn't I have? Are you going to own it at every level? At the base and root chakra. At this sacral. We need to own it at sacral. The purpose, the passion. Fully stepping in. Are you going to own it at solar plexus knowing that there is no should have, could have, would have, that you, that you are the writer of your own book, that you are the creator of your own book? Are you going to own it at heart? When we come from heart, when we fully expand from heart, when we fully dive in with heart, the universe supports us at every single level. Are you going to be able to speak your truth in that throat chakra? That throat chakra that is activated. And sometimes we have to not speak our truth out to others. Sometimes it's how we speak to ourselves. Where are you not showing up? Where are you half playing in your life? Where do you need to speak to yourself and go, Now is the time, lioness or lion. Now is the time. That you own every single part of you. And you hold and swish that tail so high. And trust. Trust that inner compass, that third eye. These chakras are not just there to go, oh, lovely. I love my chakra mandala. No. Forget that. They're there to work with your life force energy. This is your life force energy. This is your lion energy right now. And it needs repotting. It needs re so it can grow, so it has the room for expansion. And you are expanding at such a rapid um, pace. We talk about it in spirituality in a quick- quickening phase where it's, it's fast, we can't even catch our breath, and we don't even need to. And you may even go, life's happening like this right now. And I'm okay, I am trusting. And that's what I want you to do. Put your hand on your heart, close your eyes and go, I am trusting, I am trusting in divine. I am willing to repot myself. I am willing to expand in bigger ways than I ever knew were possible and I am connected to divine and source itself. You are a sovereign being. And this Lion Gate portal, it is going to activate you. Now, you can go two ways. You can go, right, I am owning my lion's mane. I am owning and I am repotting myself and I am ready for that expansion like I have never expanded before. Or you can go, just want to hide I know which one you're going to do and it all starts with a single step I want you to know that to be the lion you don't have to suddenly go okay okay I'm, I'm being the lion where do I roar where do I roar no you can be the lion and walk in you know really slowly taking that step building 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 and where are we building in the root within the roots in the root and base chakra we are building that strong foundation that foundation that will never crumble in that earthquake that will never falter in that hurricane or that tornado that will stand strong And that's where we need to be. The Lion Gate Portal this year is the biggest gift. It is powerful. It is strong. What you need to do right now is move those little seeds that you've been watering, repot them, get ready for the expansion, take that single step, and know that you are that sovereign being, you. And you take full responsibility for it. I send you so much love out into the world. Enjoy. This next year is going to expand you in ways that you can never even speak of. Much love. Many blessings. If you need more help and support my website's there, click down below.
2: Much love. That was a very powerful voice called Sacred um, Soul Expansions, I think. But if you're interested in hearing or, or following her, by all means, I love YouTube, that's my best university, and she has, that video was called Twin Flames, the Lionsgate portal. So uh, don't miss out uh, on, on some of these, um, on, on these, uh, these educational voices that we're hearing tonight. If you have any questions, Jodi uh, was asking, she said she needed the link, so I'll give you the link if you need it, uh, because we're sharing wisdom tonight. We want all, and, and the men are, are strangely absent right now. What are they waiting for, but guys? But even the women have that male energy that need may need to roar right now. That male um, personality that may need to roar. So this is for men and women, but we especially want to help our brothers heal those prostates if they're inflamed. So what was that last video about seed planting? Seed planning, repotting your base sacral, your base and sacral chakra. Creator of your own book. If you've been waiting to write a book, this is the time. Start on Tuesday. Start now. Start getting. I was talking to someone earlier about um, getting a journal or a notebook and start putting those words to paper that you have been thinking about and that you remember about your life now's the time put it putting that to paper uh there's a great song by yay kanye west about uh you should have wrote it down in pen maybe it'll last longer uh, i'll send you the link too mama ap but yes let's get uh all the information tonight that we need to help our brothers and to help ourselves ladies to help balance our own male-female energy. So we want to go – I want to keep this information – oh, Naima's ready for commercials. Okay, so let's go to a commercial. When we come back, we're going to continue the words of wisdom about the Lionsgate corridor. I don't want anyone to be confused about what's coming up on 8-8. We want to give you as much knowledge, information, and wisdom tonight about the Lionsgate and then we're going to connect it all to the prostate within every man and woman, actually. But especially if the brothers are experiencing an inflamed prostate, yeah, well, that means you need this knowledge we're getting tonight. So I'm I going to it. open up the mic of um, Naima Latif, our executive producer. We're going to get some words from our sponsors and then we'll be back with more knowledge about the landscape. Thank you, Naima Latif.
0: We have an opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next 50 years. 50 years from now, the earth will be populated by a new generation of adults, many of whom are yet unborn. Our mission is to nurture them in childhood with love, guidance, and protection and to raise them in healthy, happy families. If we impart values of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children, they will create a world where people can live together in peace. This is our goal. Be a part of the transformation. Get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. Go to www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naI. M-A-H-L-A-T-I-F
2: Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly culture, world peace restoration of light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago Branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the Movement for World Peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com. I'm Viata, your Holistic Life Coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com, and I'm Viato. let go of. Why? So that you can manifest your heart's desire. For the men out there who may be afraid to show up tonight, I don't have to see very many men in the, in the studio, there might be fear. You're dealing with fear of letting go, fear of what's going on in your body, but that first voice of wisdom says, what is it you need to go let go of? Why do you need to let go? So that you can manifest what you truly desire from your heart. That's what happens when you let go of things in your life, material things, uh, me- fear in your, in, your, in your memory, in your heart, all that. So we're going to continue, as I said, this first uh, half hour or so. I want to share with you the voices about the Lionsgate so that we all are understanding, overstanding, o- under- all about the Lionsgate so that we start out on the same foundation of sharing how to get that cross day how and, and men and women, we're talking about a prostate energy in both men and women that has been affected by fear mainly. We talked about this a little bit on Friday uh, on health and well-being with my guest, Feather, and she mentioned about the fear that has prevented many of us, men especially, from healing that prostate energy. So let me keep going with another audio about a myth about the gate that this gentleman discovered. I'm about to
5: reveal why August holds the key to awakening and ascension. It's been a while since i posted anything, and I know some of you have been wondering what I've been up to. Well, I have some amazing news to tell you. I want to thank you all for your support and patience during this time. I know it's not easy to wait for new content, especially when you're used to seeing me every week, but trust me, it was worth it. I've been working on something really special and I can't wait for you to see it. First of all, let me explain why I chose to make this video in August. August is a very special month for us because it is when we come to holy intersections of time. There are some common themes and trends that you may notice during this alignment. Here are some of them. 1. Increased intuition and psychic abilities. You may notice that your intuition and psychic abilities are enhanced during this alignment. You may have more vivid dreams, visions, insights or messages from your higher self or other beings of light. You may also experience telepathy, clairvoyance, clairaudience or clairsentience more frequently. 2. Enhanced creativity and inspiration. You may feel more creative and inspired during this alignment. You may have new ideas, projects or passions that you want to pursue or express. You may also feel more motivated and enthusiastic about your life purpose and mission. Three physical symptoms and changes. You may experience some physical symptoms and changes as a result of the increased energy and frequency in your body. These may include headaches, fatigue, nausea, dizziness, tingling sensations, changes in appetite or sleep patterns, or flu-like symptoms. These are normal signs of detoxification and adjustment and will pass as you integrate the new energies. 4. Emotional shifts and releases. You may also experience some emotional shifts and releases during this alignment. You may feel more emotional than usual, or have mood swings or sudden bursts of anger or sadness. These are also normal signs of clearing old emotions and patterns that no longer serve you. You may also feel more joyous, peaceful or blissful as you align with your true self. 5. Changes in Relationships and Situations You may notice some changes in your relationships and situations during this alignment. You may attract new people or opportunities into your life match your vibration and support your growth you may also let go of old people or situations that no longer resonate with you or hold you back these changes may be challenging or painful at first but they are necessary for your evolution and happiness wondering how to get ready for this celestial alignment and maximize its benefits here are some easy steps to sync up with the galactic center and soak up its blessings Find time to meditate each day. Nothing beats meditation when it comes to calming your mind, raising your vibe, and tuning into your inner sage. Choose a meditation style that suits you or simply focus on your breath and heart. Make your intentions clear. Intentions are like powerful magnets drawing in what you want. Set yours for this alignment by writing, saying out loud, or picturing them. For instance, I aim to align with the galactic center and welcome its gifts of love, light and wisdom. Ori aim to activate my DNA and awaken my true potential. Ori aim to connect with my star family and receive their guidance. Keep your energy field clean. Imagine it as a magnet pulling in what's on its wavelength. To draw in the positive, you've got to clear out any negative vibes. You can use crystals, sage, salt baths, sound healing or any other method that strikes a chord with you. Stay open-minded and ready to receive. The key is to welcome whatever the alignment brings without preconceptions or judgment. Trust that it's all for your benefit and growth. Show gratitude for every experience, message and synchronicity you come across. Stay flexible and ready to adapt to any life changes. Just remember, it's all part of the journey and you're doing great? Now let me explain three important steps in more detail and give you some tips on how to navigate them successfully. One, the wake-up call. The first step is the wake-up call. This is when something happens in your life that shakes you up and makes you question everything. It could be a personal crisis, a global event, a synchronicity, a spiritual experience or anything else that triggers your curiosity and opens your mind to new possibilities. You start to wonder if there is more to life than what you see on the surface. You start to feel a longing for something deeper and more meaningful. You start to search for answers and guidance. The wake-up call is a blessing in disguise because it initiates your spiritual journey, but it can also be scary and confusing because it challenges your beliefs and assumptions. You might feel lost, alone, misunderstood, or even crazy. You might face resistance from others who don't understand or support your change. You might have to let go of old habits, relationships, careers, or lifestyles that no longer serve you. The key to this step is to trust your intuition and follow your heart. Don't be afraid to explore new ideas and perspectives. Don't be afraid to ask for help from people who have gone through this before. Don't be afraid to embrace your uniqueness and authenticity. Remember that you are not alone and that you are part of a bigger plan. Two, the dark night of the soul. The second step is the dark night of the soul. This is when you go through a deep cleansing and purging process that releases all the negative emotions, thoughts, patterns, and karma that have been holding you back from your true potential. It could be triggered by a traumatic event a loss, a betrayal, a disappointment or anything else that breaks your heart and shatters your ego. You feel like everything is falling apart and nothing makes sense anymore. You feel like you have hit rock bottom and there is no way out. The dark night of the soul is a necessary step because it clears out all the old energy and makes room for the new. But it can also be painful and overwhelming because it exposes all your wounds and fears. You might feel depressed, anxious, angry, guilty, ashamed or hopeless. You might feel disconnected from yourself, others and the divine. You might de-
6: The Lion's Gate portal is wide open and with it we're receiving a profound opportunity for spiritual rebirth and the awakening of higher consciousness within. In this video, I'm going to share messages I channeled from the angels for you on how this year's Lionsgate is different from any other one before it, and how you can receive maximum benefits by aligning with these powerful cosmic energy shifts. Every year from around July 26th through August 12th, our sun, in the sign of Leo, which is symbolized by the lion, hence the name Lion's Gate, aligns with the star Sirius and the three brightest stars of Orion's belt, Alnitak, Alnilam, and Mintaka. Fun fact, this bright row of stars lines up right over the pyramids of Giza in Egypt. The placement of the pyramids was chosen for this alignment, which coincides with the flooding of the Nile, a time symbolizing fertility, abundance, and renewal for the cycles of life on Earth. The pyramids, with their points piercing into the sky towards these bright stars, represented ascension into the spirit realm, as these stars were considered gateways into spirit. And, according to divine messages I have received, the pyramids were built not only to send ascending energy into the higher spiritual dimensions, but also to receive energy from spirit. Imagine an inverted tetrahedron made of spiritual energy pointing down into the earth within each pyramid, sort of like the shape of the Star of David. The wide base open to the heavens receives divine energy, and the narrow point channels that energy down into the earth, guiding us to receive a boosted infusion of the miracle-working, raw creative essence of the heavens. In this understanding of the pyramids, the physical version of it embodies masculine giving energy, while its energetic spirit realm counterpart embodies feminine receiving energy. Pretty cool, right? During the Lion's Gateway, our planet does indeed receive a great intake of high vibrating cosmic light from the higher spiritual dimensions. So we're bathing in powerful cosmic energy right now. And This infusion of spiritual light is triggering us to gradually, consciously awaken to the higher dimensional partials of our own being. In other words, you are already a multidimensional being with higher aspects of yourself that span into the highest dimensions of God's consciousness. This energy activation is helping you to become more aware of it. And of course, this energy activation will meet you where you are on your path. In other words, it won't trigger any growth that you're not personally ready for and willing to consciously align with. In order to understand how we as human beings are reacting to the energy of this lion's gateway, your angels are inviting you to imagine this. Imagine that the veil that usually seems to separate us from those higher dimensions of being is now growing thin and translucent meaning you can see through that veil, you can feel through that veil, and therefore expand your awareness of these higher dimensions of being and access higher vantage points of consciousness. Now, not only is that veil between conscious dimensions thinning, but through it, we're also, again, receiving an infusion of powerfully high-resonating source energy. Here's how this might affect you. Those who are spiritually sensitive might notice a heightening of their spiritual sensitivity, increased spiritual activity during their dreams while sleeping, an increased flow of divine messages, signs, and synchronicities from spirit, increased ascension symptoms, increased emotional or physical sensitivity, profound self-discoveries, and important life lessons or karmic lessons coming to a climax even those who don't necessarily identify as spiritually sensitive are still receiving a big upgrade. Hey, even if you can't hear a high pitched dog whistle, its vibration is still resonating and still moving through the air and through your body. So you don't have to be consciously aware Of being on a spiritual path in order for this energy to affect you. In these cases, the energy will more likely be noticed as rapid increases in life lessons, changes in relationship connections, and important realizations about who you are and what you truly want and need in life, all of which can create very significant personal awakening and spiritual growth. With that in mind, here's an important message I channeled for you on how this year's Lion's Gate energy is unique based on how it is specifically affecting your light body and therefore your overall consciousness evolution on the ascension path. During this Lion's Gateway, we have high-vibrating photonic light pouring into the Earth's energy field from the galactic center. This particular infusion of photonic light, which in this case refers to tiny particles of light packed with massive amounts of high-vibrating spiritual information, happens to resonate with the human solar plexus and heart chakras. So the quantum energy field that exists within you and around you is now bathing in spiritual information and intelligence that will be specifically upgrading the capacity of your solar plexus and heart chakras to better hold space for higher levels of consciousness. Here's what that means in terms of your spiritual growth. Your solar plexus chakra, which is the energy center in your belly region, is your center for power, confidence, and control. Anything that has ever blocked or limited your power, anything that is incompatible with your true unlimited divine power, is now being dissolved as this high vibrating light floods through your solar plexus. For some of us, this might feel like a breakdown or a breakthrough, particularly if you had something big or painful blocking or limiting your relationship with power in the past. This is naturally helping you to better understand your true power claim your true power and hold space for it in your life. Now your heart chakra, which is your energy body center for love and connection, as well as you might say the seat of the soul is also receiving a big upgrade as this high resonating light washes through your heart chakra. It is naturally cleansing and healing old emotional wounds and helping you to break down old fear-based defense systems you placed up around your heart's vulnerability in the past. Now, remarkably, this year's Lions Gateway is overlapping with the Venus retrograde. The planet Venus represents love, emotion, and connections. And when it is in retrograde, it symbolizes a time of deep review for your heart's lessons and resets the most important relationships in your life. Many people will be getting major clarity about their relationships. And remember, your relationships are ground zero for where you'll experience the most amount of spiritual growth in your life. Relationships that are out of resonance and harmony with your life will fall by the wayside. Relationships that do serve your life's harmony and purpose will upgrade, often through healing karmic lessons, so that those relationships can become even stronger containers for your mutual spiritual evolution with your loved ones. Through all of these upgrades, lessons, emotional realizations, and energy shifts, the angels want you to know that you are undergoing a rebirth. In mythology, the goddess Venus is born by emerging from sea foam. Water, particularly the sea, symbolizes the depths of consciousness, the wilds of feeling, emotion, and instinct. Venus, goddess of love, rises from this wild sea of human consciousness. She is the diamond formed of pressurized carbon, the lotus of enlightenment that rises from the murky waters. As you pass through this time of pressurized, energetic change, emotional purging, or self-discovery, the enlightened diamond of love is being prepared to rise within you, too. This is your rebirth and reset, a harmonization for your life wherein the wisdom of your heart gets to lead the way and help you create a life in pure alignment with love. Now, the Lion's Gateway is going to peak on August 8th when, coincidentally, the date is 8 the number symbolizing infinity and infinite creative possibility. So here's your angels number one piece of guidance for how you can best align with these energy shifts and experience the blessings in store. Start by tuning into your heart chakra, bring your awareness to your heart and take a few moments to rest in stillness and meditation. In stillness, you may become more present. You may anchor all of your incredible conscious awareness within the here and now. Once in that finely tuned, aware and present state, ask your heart, what is it that you require of me in order for me to live from the highest consciousness of love? This is one of the best questions you could ever ask yourself. Listen and know that your heart will give you an answer. Trust whatever knowingness, thoughts, inspirations, instincts, or ideas immediately arise after asking that question. Then set a strong intention for yourself based on what your heart tells you. Remember, you're connected to infinite possibility and higher consciousness very clearly right now. So your intentions will be supercharged. After that, go and do my Lionsgate activation meditation here, and of course, I'll also leave the link for you in the description below. This meditation will help you to open up to these higher energies at the conscious level, anchor this higher frequency in your body, and co-create with it. Now, before I conclude this transmission, I want to share that when I was channeling these messages for you, I received a beautiful visit from the spirit of our Earth's oceans. She appeared as a collective ancient oversoul of whales, dolphins, and fish, custodians of Mother Earth. She communicates, you are one with all the healing medicine you'll ever seek. Honor the Earth with tender, loving care. Honor your body with tender, loving care. In doing so, you shall awaken the divine medicine within and with it replenish the world. Thank you so much for tuning in with me and receiving these important messages, my friend. I am so honored to be sharing this with you. And remember that you...
2: Wow. That was... I didn't even hear the end of that earlier. So that was powerful. Because we surely are in a time of becoming one with nature, especially the waters. I mean, my family and I spent six hours at the beach yesterday just enjoying the water we became one with the water nobody really wanted to get out of the water because it was feeding us it was talking to us it was nourishing especially the kids we all and even my son stayed in the water longer than he usually does so it was just an amazing time to feel the preparation for the lions gate and as she said to be still this is a time of stillness listening to your heart Asking yourself, what do you need to let go of so that you can manifest what you really desire? So much more. The wake-up call, the dark night, all of this. I want to go to the phones now. I see um, we have a couple people with their hands up. And I've invited, especially we want to hear from the men tonight because we're dedicating this show um, to a strong prostate roar coming through tonight. As we hear from voices of wisdom throughout the globe, preparing us for this beautiful energy of the Gate, and helping men uh, and women to understand the energy around the prostate that speaks to us when we are not moving in our heart's vibration of love. And instead, many of our brothers have been moving in fear which is why the prostate becomes inflamed. So let me go to the phone and see what um our callers have to say. Three two one three six eight, your mic is open. Welcome.
3: Hello. Shalom Greetings.
2: Shalom how are you?
3: Well, right now I don't even know what to say. Uh but uh, I'll say this: that uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, in what I was just listening to, uh, you know, there's a lot of powerful, good information, and, and there was other. But um, you know, I understand about the times. Times of change, times of letting go, times of accepting new experiences, or we'll say even new beginnings, new relationships, and those kind of things uh, that, you know, they, that both speakers were talking about concerning the gate and stuff like that. Um, and how that can relate to, like, uh, prostate uh, issues, whatever they may be. Uh, I look at my situation, you know, as I was diagnosed some years ago with prostate, uh, you'll say challenges, um, I was basically, you know, my doctor was, was, um, utilizing the, what they call a PSA test and so forth, and would show me the graphs and various things, uh, years ago a few years back and I saw the elevation and during that time this was amazing, you know, like what they were saying <clears throat> in the um in the um audios that you had, um what I was experiencing during those years, um what I came to Florida for was to take care of my dad. And um, it was during those times that I was going through Great emotional difficulty uh, and pressure uh, and also i was have because I was having trouble in relationship the person that that I was closely involved with that wanted to i guess influence me in a direction that I wasn't willing to go and I knew during that time there was a breakdown of that relationship. Then another one uh, came up that I was really uh, willing to build up and so forth, but it crumbled. (laughs) And so I was going through that. Then The pressure of my dad, it kind of took away my life because my life was bound up. Just like you were saying, you all had become one with the water. Well, I had become one with the caretaking of my dad. And so right. that consequently took, took, uh, minimized, uh, things that I would have done, you know, for facilitating, uh, that I guess peace and happiness in my life. And so all of that stress, all of that, uh, perplexity and so forth. I guess was affecting because from what I've learned, you know. But even what I've learned from listening to the last program of how fear sets in, and during that time too, as I was, uh, I think I was sharing this that also I was in the situation where I was dyeing my hair because I didn't. I had the fear of the gray hair <laughs> and. And so, uh, and 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 aging, you know, the, I was I had the fear of the wrinkles, the gray hair. So here I was, you know, coloring coloring uh, coloring my my mustache and stuff because it was my style. I wasn't wearing a beard, yeah, you know? and and my temples, okay. And so then, uh, after I reached a, a certain age, I said, I'm gonna stop doing that. So during that time, after a few years. I stopped doing that, so I let that go, but what I did was to hide the gray, I went semi-ball and no hair on the face, so I shave all of that, and I, w- I never thought about that as a fear until I was listening to the program uh, on Friday, and I was like, wow. So that was, I, I had fear. I had fear on top of all of the perplexities that I was going on. This was affecting my prostate, prostate and I had no clue because here I was going to the doctor. He's showing me this chart over a period of years. He said, look at that rise. Do you see how that, and I was like, yeah, that's really amazing. But I wasn't relating it to emotional difficulties and all of these things all these fears that I was going through, and that was amazing. And so then I talked with the doctor because, you know, this was after those years that, okay, as I said, he showed me that breath. And so he was telling me, he was like, you know, you are at risk. And so uh, I talked to him uh, about because since I studied natural remedies and stuff, I wanted to know more in detail about this thing, and so I was asking him, I said, okay, that graph shows certain things. I said, but now, uh, concerning the PA, PSA test, you know, could you tell me more in detail? And so he kind of really explained to me how those tests are slanted slightly. Now, he didn't say this, but it was like an implication that I could pick up on what wasn't said, that those those tests generally are slanted so that they make you th- okay, you might be under that borderline, but that test might say that you're borderline, okay? Now, if that test says you're borderline, then that doctor's want to get you, you know, under the care of a urologist, and that urologist want to get you uh, under the uh, under care of certain treatments. And then those treatments, build, you know, first there's test involved. You know, they go through all these tests, so all this the money is being made. You go through all these tests, and then you're under the treatments. Well, um, they what they did was they uh, when in talking to the doctor first, I was okay. So I asked them, and I found that out that those those tests are slanted. Then I said, well, okay, now to have prostatitis, I said. You know, the itis tells me that it's an inflammation, okay? So I'm saying now, is there anything else that can affect that reading that you get when you do that test, that blood test? And he told me this. He said, yes. He said, uh, said, if you have any other infections in your body at the time of this test, it's going to show up as part of that PSA. I didn't know that. I had no clue that it was like that. And then he explained it. So then I understood. I said, so in other words, if I, if I, you know, because I, I was at that particular time having extreme uh, in, uh, inflammation, like in my legs, my, especially on my left side. It seemed like my left side sometimes would be my arms, my legs. And at one point in time, my leg was so so inflamed, so it took me about 10 minutes to put my pants on because I'd be in so much excruciating pain just trying to put my pants on. And so all of this was happening during this time, so I had all this trauma that I was going through. And then, okay, he recommended me to a urologist. The urologist recommended that I go and take an MRI so they could know better how to, what to do for me. And, of course... Uh, I did that. I went through that. Long story short, uh, results came back. The doctor told me, he said, well, they showed a spot uh, on your um, prostate. And so I just listened to him. And he, he knows that my doctor knows how I am and knows that I do natural stuff. And a lot of times the things that he would want me to do, I would tell him, Give me an opportunity to do this, do the the helpful, or the natural thing, and let me come back and give you, uh, you know, a report. And so basically, when he told me that, now, I believe that was a scary tactic, and most people might would have fell for it, which would have involved more tests, blah 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 and all this kind of stuff. Well, I didn't do that. What I did was I started doing more natural things for prostate care. And long story yeah. short, uh, I'm better. And uh, long story short, I have left off a lot of things that's helping me to progress in an upward mobility, and I guess it's about time
7: for me to shut up. So there I go.
2: No, no. it's time for us to go to a break. But uh, we've got okay. another caller, with their hand up. I think it's Kwame. So we we definitely want to hear from the men tonight. But our sister Zelda has a, she said, thanks for being so vulnerable about your relationship, sir. Talking about you, your testimony is helping someone, and uh, she also said, living in the highest consciousness of love is a serious daily challenge, due to vicious indoctrination since birth. Daily practice makes it possible. So that's exactly uh, that's exactly why we're here, and I, and even Jody is offering um, a, a non-profit for helping release energy, the Mankind Project. So uh, we uh, are mentioning that our, our um, Tuesday morning host. So we've got um, take a commercial break. Um, really appreciate you sharing, Mikael, because um, you have shared what the average man goes through when they have inflammation in their body. We go to a doctor, the doctor does a test, and as Mikhail so um, clearly stated, the doctor was honest enough to say, well, there's other things that might affect the test results. In fact, When I I remember getting a test for my thyroid, and um, I was in the range of average, and yet my thyroid was on the lower end of average. So I think with every medical test that a doctor gives us, we have to be wise enough to know these tests aren't perfect, and they definitely don't assess the emotional parts of your journey. So we're going to go to a break. And um, when we come back, we're going to open up um, another mic of Brother Kwame Sunhorse because we've heard about the Lionsgate and the energy that's being presented this week. And for me and especially um, some of our sisters, the fear element is very important to dissolve and get rid of as we move into the Lionsgate and have a strong prostate roar uh, for our body to heal. So, Naima Latisse, uh, your mic is open, and we're going to hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Everything you need, what your body needs, is found in nature. So, Susan
0: Essentials doesn't do it any other way. Susan Essentials provides your employees and individuals access to over 20,000 nutritional products. And they are shipped direct to your door. Because Susan Essentials is certified in plant-based healing, we're permitted to offer you the best nutritional supplements on the planet. They're non-GMO and sustainably produced. And we take the guesswork out for you. Let Susan Essentials help you take control of your health today.
8: Do you worry about finances, family, health, job, relationships? Are you in pain? Do you feel stuck? If you answered yes to any of these questions, help is available. Don't worry, you're not alone. It's part of the human process. You only feel this way because you haven't mastered the voices in your head no hype, just down to earth solid workable tools and techniques that you can practice daily it's really food for the soul whether you want to learn how not to worry about anything reverse type 2 diabetes publish a book promote your product or service or just make extra money to take advantage of the deal of the day Go to zeldaspeaks.com or call 312-409-6619. Mention promo code the THEFEMALESOLUTION and get free shipping. That's zeldaspeaks.com or 312-409-6619. Stop worrying today. Visit zeldaspeaks.com.
5: Joy. And I'm Reverend
8: Rosemary. Join us every second Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time, here on the Female Solutions Global Radio TV Show for Neighborship of Joy. We'll have powerful conversations inviting women to walk in the light. So call in, 515-605-9325, and press 1 to speak to the host. You can also join us live on the Female Solution Facebook page and YouTube channel. See you on the second Saturday on the Neighborship
1: Joy. all for joining us this
2: evening as we prepare for this powerful celestial alignment of the Lionsgate uh, this coming Tuesday. And in the meantime, here we're building a strong prostate war by helping our brothers let go of the fear around their journey, especially as men get older. Uh, We're very grateful uh, for having Mikhail be so transparent and honest. About his journey of fear, even with dyeing the hair as we get older, and cutting off the hair as we get older, and all the fear around relationships, and and Mikhail, as he pointed out, most men don't think about Louise Hayes' wisdom of the prostate being one of loving and approving of yourself. Men miss that, and of course, that's the inflammation. The fear, the mental fears weaken the, the prostate, uh, the giving up, the pressure, the sexual pressure, uh, belief in aging, all of that plays into inflammation of the prostate that you don't get from medical doctors that aren't trained to talk about that kind of stuff. So that's why we're here tonight and every host uh, with The Female Solution is very aware and conscious Of the love that's needed more than anything in most of our mental, physical, and spiritual challenges. So, we're opening the mic of uh, Brother Kwame Sonho to share his wisdom on the subject. Um, Thank you for joining us, and your mic's
7: open. Good evening, Sister Viata, and good evening, Mikael. You know, and I thank him for sharing because, you know, at 73 and I just had, when I came back from uh, my mom's in June, I spent a month up there and I had to go get another blood test. And I see what he was saying because the thing that they're going every three months and says, okay, you got a slight elevation, let us check it. And I went back this time and it's back down to normal. And the thing that I found out in talking with the doctor is that, you know, by 75, if you haven't really had or had a problem with it, it, it's it's something that you can kind of look at after 75. It's not a big thing. So the thing I looked at, I said, okay, got two more years. So I understand <laughs> in that having to deal with the fears, and it's just like women when they have, ovaric, uh, you know, different women problems. It's the fear because in both bodies, the nerve endings tend to go as far down as they can go. And that's where the man's problem begins and dealing with the fears and and things of aging or other parts of the part of getting older. And the thing for me was, is that I spent a lot of time in nature and I look at, you know, what they were talking about, well, your blood pressure. And they say, you smoke. I say, yeah. I said, they say, well, you need to try to stop. I say, well, I've stopped everything else that I used to do, and my blood pressure was worse than this. So, (laughs) yeah, you know, the thing that I have to look at is I choose, you know, what things I want to do and what things that I live with. The part of the Lionsgate is Tuesday, the alignment with Sirius and the Queen's Chamber You know, and it's very something important because where you are, Viata, you sit in Florida, which is the 29.6 latitude, and you can draw a straight line from Florida right to the Pyramid of Giza. And the part of the Pyramid of Giza is what happens is that Sirius and uh, Orion all align up. And this begins the... Egyptian what they call their new year because it lines up and this is when the Nile River will rise and it'll start their agriculture year. But it's also that, that calendar year from the Kemetics point of view when that, that alignment occurs. Because of the alignment at this time is because of the, the sun from the galactic center aligns with the sun here and the sun and Sirius all line together. And what we're having now is, and us both being Pisces, is that Neptune is in retrograde, and Neptune and Saturn, and then you just spoke about Venus. So that means that in planets going retrograde, there's energies that happen to us that has to go back and deal with certain things, when he was talking about dark night of the soul. Those part of ourselves that we tend to think that we're holding secrets, but the thing that you come to find out is you're only as sick as your secrets. Once you start getting rid of your secrets and start letting go of those things that really you have to forgive yourself first and then look at how you're going to improve those things that you find that are false in you. And once you correct that, then if there is no enemy inside of you, your enemy outside of you can't harm you. And so these are the challenges of, of awakening and these are the parts of what I had to understand and how, yeah, I gave up drugs and drinking and those other things and that, but there was problems before that. Looking at the inner child, where did I learn and where did I get these, these behaviors or where did I get these fears from is happened, what happened to me in the child as a child. Those things were able to be faced and started looking at and saying, okay, even having talked with my mom when I was there about things that happened as a child and even discussing to her, what was it when you found out that you were with me and and you and my dad? What were the things that were going on in your life? Because that affected my development and those things that you were going through have been transposed into me, even though unconsciously I might not realize it, but these are part of the problems, too. So it's, it's self-investigation that really has, and this is what planets, when they go retrograde, is the means is to go back to certain points in yourself to find out what was the, the, the real seed of the infestation that you call, you know, fears. Because there's only two forces, fear and love. And once you over and where these fears come from, then you have a part of making a choice to change it. And this is something that it's, it's something that says in the uh, end of the AA big book, it tells about uh, Herbert Spencer. He says contempt prior to investigation. We have to investigate ourselves because we were not born as an alcoholic or a drug addict. And so we have to look at how did this come into being and then work at correcting that. And then all the other faults that we find in ourselves with relationships. You know, I found out my relationship problem was I was a self-centered little mama's boy that thought everything that was supposed to be mine that a woman was supposed to do. And I learned some, some lessons in my life, and I had to do... A lot of crying and shedding and tears, and got my bag of chips and t shirts so I'm okay today with how I have a relationship with myself first
2: okay so you uh, you said you asked your mother did you say you asked your mother about her pregnancy with you?
7: Yes, I asked her and saying what was going on in your life' Cause she was in high school, and my the reason I asked that. Is because my mom made ninety one, and so on her birthday she was saying, "Well, I'm nineteen again." I said, "Well, you was nineteen when you had me, so you were pregnant at eighteen. What was going on when you got pregnant to have me at nineteen? Because you weren't school. He told me she about revealed? the relationship with her and my dad. We used to drive a log, uh, a log truck, and they were sneaking off and doing other, and they had snuck off and got married. You know, once she found out that she was pregnant, they snuck off and got married. And my auntie that's still living told, found the marriage license and told my grandmother that she had gotten married. So she had to wind up moving out of the house and moving in with my father's and his mother. So your mother's
2: pregnancy was was what I'm hearing was one of fairly calm and very little stress is what I'm hearing.
7: Well, it was – the stress was is that they were doing what they were doing. She got pregnant. She got married after she told him that he was pregnant, that she was pregnant. He worked – he lived – it was his mother. She lived with her mother – they hadn't told them that they got married until she was going to graduate from high school. And the part Were that she wasn't going to – but let me finish it. The part that she was upset with, because one of her teachers told her that he was not going to let her get her diploma until she told and stood there and told him she had to learn the, the poem Evictus. And she so, remembers that oldest? point. Yeah, I'm the first born. I was the first boy in three generations. My mother mm-hmm. had four three sisters. My grandmother had two sisters. There hadn't been a boy born in the family until I came.
2: Yeah, mm. so see what that feels to us is that um your your mother's begin your beginning in the womb was not stressful. Number one, you were the first child. Usually the first child is loved and wanted and Oh, we welcome you. But if you're the fourth or fifth one, that's when I believe the challenge, the stress challenges show up.
7: Well, it's according and how you look at stress because she yes. knew if the family had found out she had gotten pregnant before she finished high school, there was a fear that she had. That's what she <laughs> told me was that she was trying to hide that she was pregnant but her sisters found her marriage license that they had gotten married and seen that she was getting bigger. And so this was the thing that she was stressing because my grandfather would have had a fit. So, yeah, she had to live with that stress of being found out that she was pregnant because this is something that, you know, back in the day in the 50s, yeah, oh my God! You pregnant? Oh, what are we gonna do? That's shame to our family. You ain't married. You ain't the, That's the stress. That's a of right. stress right. also.
2: Yeah, that's a degree of stress compared to the fourth or fifth child, where they don't want anything to do with you. So well, I got a question here from Jody. She says, "What about it's Georgia? Just, when it's, you Florida. You, mentioned how, floor,
1: floor.
7: Floor. Yeah. you mentioned how Florida." Hold I was on, saying it's let not
3: just the it's not just the fourth child. I was the third one and I was given away twice.
2: Yeah. Let me let me come back to you, Mikael and Kwame, but Jody wants to know about Georgia. Uh you mentioned Florida being a no, alignment with
7: Georgia's not on that grid. That's only okay. Florida's on the twenty nine point six latitude. Georgia is right. in the 30s because I sit on 33 degrees latitude, 88 degree, 85 degrees longitude. What she can do is she can go and astro, uh, cryptography will give you the exact location of your alignment where you're living at right now with your date, your birth date and, and year that you were born and the city that you're living in now will give you your planetary alignment, which you'll find out, it's going to be different from the place that you were born unless you're in the same city. But I sit in the same – I sit five degrees difference in longitude than I, when I came in on the planet in Mississippi at 88 degrees longitude, and I live at 85 degrees longitude, but I'm still on the 33rd latitude.
2: Okay. It so thank a, you for – Yeah. Thank you for that analysis because there's so many ways we can look at this planet that we're living on, and determine the energy that can affect us or not. But I want to go back to Mikhail uh, because Mikhail, thank you for sharing. Mikael, the difference. The difference when you are the firstborn versus the third or fourthborn, and if you've heard cases, ACE, adverse childhood experiences. The more adverse experience you have especially if you know about your mother's pregnancy, that would be an adverse experience that a lot of people don't even understand know about. But in your case Mikael we have two men here who knew about who know about their mother's pregnancy and that's so rare. So Mikael, so you were saying the difference what is what do you feel the difference is when you're, like, the third child born versus, in in, in uh, Kwame's case, the first child born.
3: Well, actually, I was, you know, having been given away twice, okay, I was given first to a distant cousin who really was a cousin through marriage, not blood, okay? And actually, I looked at her as being my mother because she uh, she was more of a mother to me than my mother and i was with her until i was 5 i was i was with her from the time that that i was a baby i guess a nursing baby to the time that i was 5 when uh they were preparing to give me to my aunt which is my which was my dad's sister who lived in uh who lived in detroit at that particular time i was in new york and and when i was with my my second mother, we lived in uh we lived in uh the Bronx. I was born in Brooklyn and uh, and so uh when I came okay to add to the trauma of being given away when I came to be um, being prepared to go to, to Detroit and they were coming for me, uh my aunt and my uncle, uh, there was an incident that happened and i got blamed for it and my dad made a statement that that resonated because my aunt made sure that i knew about that. and she was telling other people years even years after that she was saying like well he said he made a statement well my minds didn't do that and so on and i'm thinking when i heard that minds Well, does that mean that i'm not yours and uh, you know, being given away, I'm like, okay. There was times when I wondered, I was like, well, okay, well, is, is he my dad or what? Because my mom wasn't the one that was into giving me away. She she wanted, she resisted it, but he was such a dominant figure until whatever he said went went down. And, and so I had years, I had years of really res- resentment and misunderstanding because I didn't understand that, and uh, and plus I was, you know, being treated mean by my my aunt, my uncle. He was just kind of like a non-existent person. He never was a fa- father figure because he didn't know how. He was like a big kid himself. All he did was work, bring home his check gives to my aunt. She ran the house like a you know. And So that was the experience I had. I never had anybody to go play ball with me or do anything like that or even, you know, talk to me about growing up to be a man. So I never had to. I had to learn that through reading books because I started reading at an early age and I learned we had a rooming house. Some of the neighbors would take me, uh, the, the roomers would take me in and share stuff. I had Especially this uh, this gentleman that uh, lived in one of the rooms. He was like a father to me. He he would read read from the Psalms and the Proverbs, basically, and tell me, you know, young man, what to do, how to, you know, how to life, and and all that kind of stuff. So that helped me. But you know, it took. And as I was saying, or two about the. Uh, Those years that the doctor was showing me on that graph, he showed me over a period, I think about four years, he showed me how that thing was low and then how it started rising. And I had to, during this time, I had to reconcile with my dad. I didn't really hate him or anything like that, but there was that resentment and misunderstanding, and I had to confront him. Like you you say, getting rid of things. I confronted him. I was like, why would you give me away? And he came up with some kind of lame excuse that I really never accepted. He was saying, "Well, I wanted to go to college. Your mom kept having babies, and I'm thinking, well, she can't have babies without you. You doing whatever it takes to bring these babies." And he was like, and so he was like upset, and he didn't want children. So he was his excuse was like, "Okay, that's why I gave you away because she just kept having babies and keep me out of, from going to school." And so in retaliation, but you okay, you didn't give away the other ones. You let them go and stay with various relatives at different times like my grandma, and my aunt, but you always got them back. You gave me away. So I'm like, why? But anyway, okay, when I talked, to, so you when I are, talked to him, you... I'm sorry. Go okay.
1: ahead.
3: Okay. okay, when I talked to him, we we had to we got that I I went ahead and t- accepted his his uh explanation even though I didn't accept it. I mean, you know, I, did, I I didn't accept it as the the whole reason. And so but I forgave him and also I had to deal with other aspects of his character that, you know, uh that came out while I was caring for him, you know, because uh he is a he was a very arrogant, very proud man and a lot of times that manifests itself certain ways towards me because one time I had to tell them, I said, You treat everybody else better than me and I'm the one taking care of you and, and so we had to deal with that and and you know, also all of those stresses was affecting and, and you know, and I didn't know it as I said until just as I was listening to the program last week that and then I remember you made the statement that I was suffering my, I was suffering the the future of prostate trouble in the womb. And then later on through my young life, uh, all of that was happening. Then, you know, which, of course, I went through divorce and, and all of that. And so all those years then here with my dad, I had to reconcile with my aunt because I thought she hated me, and I had to really – because she never told me that she loved me, and, and the way she treated me, I, I thought she hated me. But I had to reconcile with her. I had to let that go, the resentment that I had. I had to forgive her, which I did, before she passed, forgave my dad, before he passed away. He reconciled with me about whatever, and we got all of that straight. And so then I think... My condition started improving. I started coming into a, a higher level of, as they were saying uh, early in the show, I was I was I was really advancing and ascending. And so, uh, I like to say this before I end. I've been seeing a whole lot every day. This is every day with me. I see 911. I see 611, 12, 11, 12, 12, 10 and all the, I see those numbers all the time. I get so sick of it. too sometimes I don't even want to look at the clock because I'm like, okay, I Wait know up, what it means. Uh, I know what they say. I know you are uh, to through you know levels and all that kind of stuff. But I get sick of seeing all that. Eleven, all well, the time. Six eleven in the morning. Wake up, look at the clock. Six eleven. Okay, okay. man, I don't even want to look at the clock. Oh, but go ahead. See, I can I ahead. something? Yes, yeah,
1: yeah,
2: Wants to share, but that's exactly what our our global voices have been talking about. That wake up call, the 11, yeah. eleven Those are the the subtle or if not subtle, bold wake up calls that you've been getting or receiving that are telling you to be more aware of your heart and be still and meditate. And I'll add this: ask your father what you that go up because we hold sure. this night talking about earlier. But as parents, when do we let go of our children's toys and things that we've been holding on to? But I think even as adults, we have to look at all the we hold on of our parents who have deceased. And the 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 message tonight is an awareness of your heart and being in stillness and asking, even your ascended father, mother, whoever. What do I need to let go of? Kwame, go ahead.
7: And I thank Mikael for sharing that because July 4th, 2017, I got a phone call and I answered the phone and I said, well, who is this? And he says, I'm your son. I had a son in the 70s and the mother gave the family of the girl, gave the child away to an adoption agency. He's 50 years old. I had, that's what I was doing when I was up there staying a month with my mother. I spent time with him. We are discussing the relationship of him finding me and not holding resentment over his mother. he say both of y'all were young and you were foolish and you did what you did, and I came out okay, and which he did. And the part of it is is that I want a relationship now with you, Dad, and this is what I'm looking at establishing. I can't make up those 50 years that, that, that happened between us. When I was born, and you had you couldn't have done anything about it too much anyway, because you weren't married to my mom, and her parents felt that she didn't need a child, so they gave him to an adoption agency i I said, we're only as thick as our secrets, and the part for me is the Creator gave me the opportunity to have that relationship with him before I leave this planet, because I felt that my first son my first son, I thought was my son that I have now who was born on my dry date in 1991 on April 22nd, and April 22nd, 1981 is when I went into treatment, and and he has never seen the alcoholic or the drunk that I used to be when he was born 10 years later. So those two incidents, and you're talking about firstborns, the firstborn was my son that, that was that, And he's now married and has. he lives there in Florida where you are. He lives in Palm Coast. And they're there, and he has his life in the way he's doing. My first son, which I'm grateful that Creator brought him back in my life and I was able to have this relationship we have now, what you're saying is the firstborn had it easy. Mm, I wouldn't say so. Not those two firstborns. Well, they
2: don't. It depends on the mother's state of emotions or her psyche. Yeah, I, no, I'm not really saying every firstborn has it easy because they're wanted and they're desired. No, 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 no. In your situation, that's why I appreciate you and Mikhail sharing and being transparent, that we might understand what goes on in the hearts and minds of just one family. We're only talking we're talking two families tonight that birth two men who have may or may not have struggled with their prostate as much one more than the other maybe because in the beginning the mother's uh mental emotional state really sets the tone for how that male person is going to handle or respond, let's say. To the physical challenges that show up in their body. And that's what to, we're saying. That's what we're pointing at. It's different for everyone because your mother and father were raised by particular male and female parents. We don't know fully what those parents taught them to help them respond positively or negatively about you being in her womb or especially in Mikael's case. Their his parents' parents or his grandparents, I don't even know if he knew them. But what did they teach his father that he was more concerned about going to college and rejecting his his children for something that society taught him was more valuable or important than having a loving relationship with his children?
7: And I I understand what you're sharing and the part. Of- me, and what I have to say is I can only look at myself, and the part that I still know that little boy inside of me at times come up, and and those things that surface that I know is that child coming and trying to go back into that little fetal position and, and says he's afraid to do something or do this or do that, I have to be the one to go within myself. To bring that right. little boy out Because I can't look at what my father did Who was an alcoholic that died in the room Three days after we found him I'm My mother who, who had six other children Beside me And I used to cry when I seen her Pulling out her maternity clothes Because I knew that was another child I had to change diapers and take care of While she was working and trying to be A provider And I had to be the caretaker for the babies That she was getting ready to deliver Those are the parts of childhood that I work with inside of this man to keep that man from going back into that fetal position or going back out there and says, I need to escape, and and I I don't like dealing with the world, and I'm going to go back to drinking and drugging. I know after 42 years of being clean, I don't want that world again. So I keep that little boy in a good way. I have to keep that little boy. Nobody else.
2: So what I see is that both you and Mikhail not only had
7: fears that you dealt with,
2: but resentment is coming through for both of you for different reasons. Either way, resentment is low on the map of consciousness. Fear is on low on the map of consciousness. And if those emotions weren't healed at an early age, then guess what? Your addiction played or your addiction kicked in after Vietnam because all those emotions of fear and resentment that didn't go away were stuffed in your childhood uh emotional state were stuffed in that in your subconscious and they came up when you go to war, when you have a moral injury in war. Uh they came up when a, a, a wife rejects you or you can't get along with your your, your the woman okay. in your life. So okay. it came up. Resentment
7: and then just the
1: project
7: is, yes. Okay, let me clarify for me. I knew yes. I had stabbed my first man child by seven years old. I had my first drink and drug when I was less than than ten years old. So I was doing all of that before I went to nine. The other part of it was I just got introduced to heroin. I had lived the streets of Chicago and I lived in the projects and seen death and and watch people do i watched my mother be beat on the weekends by her boyfriend who bit her in the eye and i called my father to come over there and rest and who beat the man up that had, had beat her up so i had seen violence and and that type of thing so that was not vietnam that was the part of being a little boy a firstborn who took care of brothers and sisters and watched his mother go through where he went through where she went through that was not the part, so I just had to clarify that because you, I can't, I don't escape on Vietnam because when I went to Vietnam, I was used to the violence. I was used to seeing death and it wasn't no problem in taking another person's life. And, but but now see both
2: you and Mikhail had that Vietnam experience. And as you just pointed out Kwame so beautifully, your reaction, your response is very different from another soldier who went to the same war and had the same environment to deal with. And yet look how different. Because you had as a young child the war experience on the streets of Chicago or, or the war experience of having your seeing your mother beaten up, Every each person comes into that Vietnam War experience and comes out of it differently. So, yeah, you're right. I, I totally agree with you. Your experience as a child, even though your mom's uh, womb pregnancy was fairly, I didn't say without stress, but fairly without stress compared to other women who, like my mother, wanted to abort me. So right away I was feeling the lack of love in the womb because my mother was wounded and hurting in pain because of my dad. what's was something my dad did, whatever. But yet he provided for us all my life. So how could I hold any resentment toward a man that that caused pain in my mother when this man provided so beautifully until the day of her death? So all of that comes into play as an adult now. We have a choice to make. We know, especially with you brothers sharing all this, we know what contributed to that PSA, what score, whatever they bring to the, the men. Oh, look at this. You're in bad shape. You need to have a surgery. You need to have a drug, whatever. Now that we have developed consciousness and that now that we are more aware of the healing power of nature, we can choose now to be an environment that will help us grow and evolve and be stronger as Senior citizens, because we're all talking here about being senior citizens, being baby boomers, uh, the three of us at least, and how are we going to be stronger now, not weaker, not in fear about aging and gray hair and all that, but how are we going to be stronger for our grandchildren and for this next generation that so needs your wisdom, Mikhail's wisdom, uh, my wisdom, and all the, the, the seniors who are listening. How do we uh, become stronger now, not weaker, but stronger in our journey to help this next generation? We, we have to let go of all the fear and resentment and, and the, the activities and the relationships that contributed to our physical health problems and realize now we have a, a choice to heal this body, strengthen this body. Why? For the next generation. They need us more than ever now. And I I'm can thinking I, we all I say really because we need they need this generation needs us. Go ahead. Who is that? Me. Okay.
3: okay, yeah, speaking about this generation and all of that, as, as you were talking, I was thinking about this. With me, if you if we were to go back I would say ten years. I'll say eight years. I wouldn't have shared this. What I'm talk what I'm sharing, you like you're saying, sharing for the new generation coming up. I would, I would have, I would have kept it to myself cause I kept everything to myself. I was a closed book. People just even say that they said, you know, if, you know, if he knows something, it's locked in. And I had a lot of shame. And like as you were, as we were talking about it uh, earlier in the program, you were talking about letting go, moving on. That was the one of the hardest things for me. That's okay. Yes, I had the addictions and all those kind of things uh, that I indulged in. But the hardest thing for me to give up was that shame that I had accumulated over the years, and that shame uh, is what influenced me to be a closed book. I was ashamed. I, I would be ashamed to say some of the things that I've even said on the on on the blog uh, blog talk. And because I, I, I felt that people would look at me a certain kind of way. And uh, I felt that those were things that, you know, like some of the, you know, the personal things that I've shared with, with the audience. I felt that those were personal things that you don't share with people. But I've learned as a result of interaction of revelations that have been revealed to me and, and in this progress in my journey and uh, awareness of which I've been um, uh, made aware. Even sometimes when I'm talking to the High, I'm like, wow, it's like in my latter days, you're showing me all of these things and uh, I'm understanding so much that I didn't understand. And so, and consequently, sometimes I I, I say, you know, I'm talking so much, I'm sharing so much. And a lot of times I feel like I talk too much, whereas People used to tell me, they would say, well, he doesn't say much, but when he does say something, it's just really on point. And uh, because I used to just observe, I would just sit and observe people, and I learn from watching them. I learn from listening to what they're saying. And so I would have very little to share because I was busy absorbing. But now I share, and I share things because I even had to share some things with my son. Uh, when he was asking about, you know, some of the inconsistencies that I, I had as a father, and he was really, it was really hurting him, and you know, just just in recent years, that uh, you know, I had to sit him down and I told him things that really embarrassed me. It embarrassed me to tell him, but I I, I felt he asked, and so I needed to tell him, and. And it it helped him to let go because he was resenting me uh, because of some of the the treatments. Yeah, I mean, abandonment. There was times when I abandoned him and his sister, uh, not not intentionally, but I, I was abandoning them, following after my addiction, you know, uh, and and so forth. And and so you know, I put them through a whole lot, and uh, and so I had to I had to come to a point where I had to release the shame and be able to express. And, and as you were, you all were talking, uh, as, as uh, Earth Feather was talking about, I had to release the real me that I was hiding behind the mask, and I had to release that. and And that was hard because, you know, to be transparent, and and people, you know, and, and in other words, what you see is what you get. And I, used to not, you know, I would tell people that once I had made that change, you know, what you see is what you get. I'm not hiding anything. So with that, I'm shutting up. Thank you um, so much
2: I thank for, you.
7: for. Yeah. Um transparency. The transparency freed me. I
2: want to ask Kwame and, about the ceremonies that you do, do you have men come out with their secrets and reveal and be transparent when you do your Native American ceremony?
7: Well, what we do is, and this is one that we I did some years back up in Maryland, and it was uh, 17 men, and we took 10 of them out and we put them out on what we call a vision quest, and they had to stay out four days and three nights alone with themselves in the woods with no food or water. And oh. the part for each one of those 10 men that came back in, the first thing they did when we sat down to discuss what they experienced was is that they had to stop the generational curse that was in their family of uh, stop being reproducing children and not being fathers, stop being, you know, a certain way towards women. And so that experience is giving the man time to be alone with himself in nature with no source but him and the creator and nature. And so that was part of what humblature is what is called in in Native American, but it's called the cry for vision. To be able to go and be with yourself is sometimes the hardest part for men to do. Is to be a lot because of the shame and the guilt that we live with and knowing what we have done in our lives to people that loved us. And the thing of it is, is being able to, why you heard me say earlier, you're only as sick as your secrets because I had to learn in doing my first humblature and doing the Sundance was that the creator lets the sun rise on the good, bad, and the ugly. It don't. creator has forgiven you. If you get up in the morning, you've been forgiven. You have to learn how to forgive yourself and to look at finding a way to repair yourself because the damage that was done to most of those men and to myself, and I know, was done by me. I had to own me because nobody poured a drink down my throat. Nobody put a needle in my arm. Nobody did anything to cause me and my addiction and my sickness. It was partially on my own doing,
2: and that's why um jody keeps um, i keep i keep posting jody's comments so powerful that you are as sick as your secrets, which Kwame emphasized over and over again um because we have many people and one person in particular in my life who always tells me secrets, and then she says, don't tell anybody. If you tell anybody, you're not going to be my friend anymore, blah, 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 blah. And so she's on this roller coaster of sickness. She lost her bladder uh, to cancer, and then she's always on a roller coaster of sickness because all the things that went on in her life, she doesn't want to share. She doesn't want to be transparent as these brothers, these men have been.
7: So I but what heard I thought- her what i found out with what you just said is is that the thing about when you do something the creator knows and you know now the part of it is is that and the person that you may have done it to knows it now the thing of it is is that how are you going to to remedy that and saying because for me is that if I talk about it and somebody hears this and helps them to do something about their own problems or their own secrets that they are sick with, then the part of it is that helps that next person in the next generation. Because if we as elders have to stop being generational thieves, good, bad, or indifferent, what we did, we've made it to be elders. We have to talk about how we got to where we are and what we did to get here. Be a good, battle, and different.
2: And I think that's the sign of a mature soul. When you can be transparent, share your journey, and not think you're supposed to hide it, I, I believe that's why we're all here. We're all here to have these testimonies, to go through these trials and tribulations and traumas, and then to help the next person to gain wisdom from your and, experience.
7: Okay, and one thing about the rites of passage in African tradition, and that's this is what happened in Roots, when Kunta Kinte came back and told Cecily Tyson, oh, woman don't tell a man what to do, that was a false thing, that was Hollywood. Because when yeah. you come back from rites of passage, you prostrate yourself in front of your mother's hut, And she comes out and tells before the village and says, rise, my son, now you're a man. If she doesn't come out and say, rise, and you are a man, you are not looked at by the village as a man until your mother validates you. That was tradition. That was tradition. And what are you saying about prostate, what problems with a man prostate? You have to prostate yourself in front of, Whatever it is that you, you, you're you trying to deal with. Because right. that's where it's going. It's going to your...
2: Very excellent, excellent point. A beautiful, beautiful visual of how men hit their prostate is to come before the most high in nature, in my opinion. Walking on the beach, going in the forest, being alone as the audio said it's time for us to come to an awareness at the heart level at the solar plexus level that stillness stillness the dark is night of what the soul. Still, dark night of the soul
7: the wake-up and call I, and and I, I would ask anyone that that would really try to do it try doing that and and staying alone in, in, in the place alone by yourself don't eat don't drink just stay alone with yourself for a few days and see who you meet. Who huh. will you meet when you stay with yourself?
2: Huh. That's interesting. You meet what? <laughs> you <laughs> some real power. because the people you will meet, you will go like, whoa, who is that? <laughs> but that's the, the the consequence of being in stillness and focusing on your childhood wounds coming up and being healed and then waiting for the presence of the Creator, the Most High Spirit, to affirm you in your
7: illness and your because if you, you have if you look at you look at the, the thing that when, when Christ was said put in the tomb, he stayed three days in that in that in that tomb and then he rose. And the part about it is, is staying in there and the same thing he did for 40 days and 40 nights when he roamed in the wilderness. 40 days and 40 nights. And the part of it is, is that it has to be a time in which you have to go deep within you and to hear with that ear in your heart. Hear with the ear in your heart, not with the tubes on the, on the side of your head, because the brain will tell you anything and make it right for you. Right.
2: <laughs> we have come to the show. I'm so grateful for these very um, powerful men who showed up and all of you here who have been here supporting them and listening and learning. And I hope you share this with the brothers who couldn't make it tonight. And help them realize the value of being transparent, the value of being alone, the value of meditating, so that we can really enjoy this uh, Lionsgate portal with a new power, new awareness of who we really are. So tomorrow, be sure and join our... With her topic, Mission Impossible, the movie series, and how it relates to Black history, Brother Lionel Hawk of Community Cultivations will be joining her tomorrow morning, seven to nine Central, eight to ten Eastern time. Thank you Zeta, uh, uh, for always being present Monday morning, and thank you Jody. We look forward to joining you on Tuesday as well. Uh, her guest will be. Uh, she'll have, She's going to be psychic on Tuesday. Uh, on the Lionsgate. Be sure and, and join her on Tuesday uh, for that for for the eight eight portal to be uh, in a way and and to be blessed. I'm sure with the wisdom that will come through on uh, Tuesday as well. So everybody have a great week, please, and a great good evening. Thank you all for being here tonight and. Blessings, we're going to say thank you now to our global family, and we'll see you tomorrow morning.
0: We've come to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the dash female dash solution you can also hear today's show on the female solution facebook page go to www.facebook.com slash the female solution leave your comments about today's show you can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com that's www.naimahlatif.com watch our tv shows listen to our radio shows Order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Xiexie.
2: Zanyaba, Xiexie. Xiexie. Korea,
0: kamsanida, <coughs> Russia,
2: hey spasiba, Germany, Siwa. danke, Poland,
0: dziękuję, okay.
2: Filipino, okay. ba- merci, thank oh, you, gracias, Italy, okay. grazie, okay. India, shukran, Ghana,
0: medasi, <coughs> Nigeria, <coughs> eshe,
8: South <Okay>. Africa,
0: ngiabonga. <coughs> 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 Senegal, Jared, Kenya, Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakur, Saudi Arabia, Shukran.
2: As-salamu
0: alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And
2: to all my yogi friends Thank out you. there, namaste. And may peace
0: be upon you and the mercy of God
2: and God's beautiful blessings. beautiful evening.
0: Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye.